Hey, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Pain to Profits. And every single week, we're bringing on entrepreneurs. We want to help you guys save time and level up on the entrepreneurial journey. And a big part of what we're doing is we're unpacking the no BS hard stuff. Okay. The going from pain to profits. And today, I got my friend Daniel James Vandenberg, DJM Design and Media, all things media. We're going to talk about the hardship of starting up. Uh, integrating into the American culture as a South African, <clears throat> running a distributed workforce. I want to. I want to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about some AI, but before we jump in, I got the coolest compliment. He said, "I'm like a. I'm like a mix of Joe Rogan and Alex Hormozzi." So before we go too far, thank you. But Pleasure. what what is it that makes me Joe Rogan and Alex Hormozzi? Is it okay? So uh, it's not my calves. Alex Hormozzi's got yeah, great calves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex with the buffness, right? And uh, <laughs> let's let's put this on silent. He's coming, comes to the meeting with his phone on. Unbelievable. Guys, um, that's what, le- what happens when you leave. Okay, let's get into it. So, <laughs> I'm, dri- so I'm driving. Do we need to punch that again or we just go? No, okay. we just rock it. This is, this is how so it should I'm be. Driving, I'm driving over and it's been, it's been on my thought. I'm like, what is, what is Samson doing? Like, what is, what is this uh, concept he's, he's rolling with? And I'm like, you know what? It's totally Alex Omozi and Dave Ramsey for, for, for multiple, not da- Dave Ramsey. Yeah, don't call me Dave Ramsey. No, Alex Hermosi and Joe Rogan. <laughs> number one, the buffness from uh, Alex. And number two... And we both are in the gym business. Gym business, like very... Rela- but you, you've you kind of... You've done it way like different in your own way prior to even knowing about Alex Hermosi. Yeah. And then with Joe Rogan, your setup has become so casual and enjoyable that it's like we're having conversations. We're like deep thinking. We're pushing... You guys are pushing like some cool... Uh, entrepreneurial uh, thought leaders. I like that. What, one of the things I like about Joe Rogan, tell me, is he can talk a, about a lot of different things, mm. and he's he's pretty educated on it. So I, I enjoy brilliant. that process of just learning. Yeah, I think that's pretty fun. What I like about Alex Hermosi is he's he's very framework driven. Sure, which are relatable to me. Yeah. But I was never I didn't go to business school. Okay, yeah. I got a degree in human physiology. Come on. Makes perfect sense. Hey, you got to learn to learn, right? Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> what they call it. Um, well, at least I wasn't like some of my teammates who got degrees in like Native American studies. So I'm like, what are you going to do with that nice. when football doesn't work out? But Come on. <laughs> um, Figure it out. But speaking of Joe Rogan and random things, um, oh, yeah. before we jumped on the pod, you were talking about <laughs> uh, monkeys this is great. In, in South Africa. Oh, yeah, Africa, South Africa. Yeah, so, um, okay, so squirrels are like monkeys in South Africa. Okay, just to break that down for you guys. And uh, so we have a ton of them and they're all kinds of shapes and sizes. But there's, there's a specific one in the desert that is phenomenal uh, w- in the sense that, you know, if you need water, there's a tribe called the Khoisan people. They are ex- excellent hunters, probably like the, one of the most studied. They can survive with, with almost nothing, right? Like they got shorts, uh, their short leather skins on and uh, they're kind of like, uh, they like multicolor skin. It's like really interesting, you know, like, they're the original um, uh, mixed race type people, but they're not mixed race. They're like, this, this is, they, they look like mixed race, but they're not, right? They just have like adapted from where they live, right? Exactly. And so what they do is they, they take this, this monkey and they're looking for water. So they go find an anthill. They cut a hole into the anthill and they stick an, like a bitten apple into the anthill or some sort of like vegetable or fruit or whatever they can find. And then they put salt on this thing, right? As much as they can. And then the monkey first sticks his hand in there, but it's too small for him to get his arm out of the hole. So the monkey's freaking out and just, it won't let go of the fruit. It just won't. And that's the whole thing. So then they wait, they go back, find that monkey, take his hand, help him get it out. And then put salt on his tongue like crazy. And that thing, the monkey just runs like jots. I mean, like this thing knows where the water is at. So it just paces for it and it will go find water. Wow, that is like next level hunting. Like that's like business strategy on the next level. Um, There's so. an entrepreneurial lesson in there somewhere. I'm not sure what it is, but I think this is a cool part of your story, right? So yeah. you're you're this blend, right? You've you've been in the states for how long? Ten years since 2013. Eh? Yeah. So you grew up in South Africa. Where'd you yeah. grow up in South Africa? So Nalspray, it's like a small town four hours east of Johannesburg. And it's 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 the, the tourism corridor. So there's a Kruger Park, which is like all the animals national reserve. We had like a Roosevelt, right? Yeah. And he's like, this land, no hunting, nothing. Kruger Park is what it is. Boom. You drive in like Jurassic Park, you know. <laughs> uh, Trevor Noah, my my guy, he's a comedian and he has a joke about um, 
people who surf and, 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 and sharks and stuff. And he's like, yeah, some guys jump with their skateboards in the Kruger Park. Like, oh, yeah, they're just sharks. They're not going to bite me. I'm good. <laughs> like, skate through the park, you know? They think, like, he's like, when, when sharks see humans, they think it's penguins, right? Or like, yeah. he's like, same thing with skateboarders. They think they can skate through the Kruger with lions and like survive. <laughs> it's like, no. It's like the yeah, yeah. middle so of that, the desert. That's where I'm from. Like people from Cape Town go through Nile Spray. People from Mozambique go through Nile Spray. Um, internationals come through Nile Spray. The tourism corridor of the Kruger Park. 30 minutes from my home. We'd go every other weekend. I'd look for leopards. This is a cheetah, by the way. Um, and I love leopards. Okay, there's a business story about leopards. <laughs> All right, let's go. And this has got to do with AI in the future too. Leopards are the most majestic, like powerful, confident creature I've ever I've ever seen in the wild. I mean, lions are great. Like the females hunt, and then the males follow. Like that's, and then they're lazy and tired, and then boom, you know. But a leopard is constantly going, and so I haven't seen a leopard in twenty years. Took my wife after our anniversary, um, uh, after our, our wedding, and basically said, "Don't give us." furniture just give us money for south africa so we went <laughs> we're gonna go see the leopards oh yeah so i'm everyone else is looking for other animals and i know the game the game is they're in the grass or they're in the tree and if the grass if it's a season when the grass has been burnt or when like like natural fires too then you will you, you you may see them but you really the best place is the tree so i'm looking 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 and day three on our safari um this thing's just standing in the tree it's five o'clock in the morning and just standing there like watching us and I'm like, stop, stop. Like, try not to be too loud because you're scared away. So I'm like, stop the van. <laughs> There's a leopard right there. And I'm like, 20 years of my life, I haven't seen one, right? Uh, 24 years or something. My dad and my brothers, we'd always just look. So there it is. It's just looking at us. And Samson, like, I kid you not. We're like, like from here to that door is a tree. And the leopard's up there. And all of a sudden, my fear hits in. I'm like, <laughs> this thing is massive. Like, you know, not as big as a mountain lion, but close. And I'm like, what is going to happen? Like this thing could jump and like, just take all of us out. Like you, you see the claws and stuff and it just looks at us, takes one pan, slowly climbs down the tree, looks again. And then it's like, okay. And then slowly walks away. And in that moment I realized I love leopards. <laughs> they're so, okay. So in business they're solo, but they're also like looking out for certain things. They'll hunt by themselves, but they'll also bring things back. Um, they're, they have to be independent. They're like forced to be. And I think it's like the, the entrepreneurs, every, every one of us is a leopard. Okay. And AI is like, I, I believe in the 80, 20, like 80% human, 20% AI, like plug into the tool, plug into it's, it's machine learning essentially, but it's got, really, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this we're so, digressing. We'll yeah, get there. To AI. So, 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 yeah. so then you live there. You then moved, you're how old now? So I'm 20, 29, turning 30. And yeah. So okay. So you moved to the States when you're like 19. Yeah. So how the heck did you get from South Africa to the United States? And did you land in Colorado when you... No. So <laughs> uh, crazy story. Yeah. So like um, backstory too, like now I've, I have an agency and it, it, I never imagined this. Like I thought graphic design, you know, a lot of these, a lot of us end up thinking like that. But back then I, uh, I started, the, the way I started was I started with skateboards, selling skateboards and uh, within youth groups and stuff. And I was radically transformed um, uh, into like uh, Christianity and, and, and being a follower of Jesus. And because I, I, I kind of grew up like middle class, I wouldn't say like maybe poor, we just didn't have a lot. And my parents went through a divorce at 16. But all to say this, the way I gotcha was I started working at a restaurant called Spur Steakhouse and biggest steakhouse in South Africa, very competitive it actually runs on competition. So like every salesperson has to beat the next one. Okay. And then we have a regional competition. Is it like a high-end steakhouse? Oh yeah. Like a Ruth Chris uh, of the United States not, or a Morton's? Or? No, it's kind of like the, it's, if my best comparison is unfortunately. Texas uh, Roadhouse? Yes. Okay. Got it. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> hey, peanuts, man. That's yeah, good. I'm not hating on Texas yeah. Roadhouse. I love it. So, um, so I'm, I'm working there. My mom, uh, my mom's going to a school in Alspread and she's doing great. She's like music, you know, doing all stuff. She meets an American guy, and this is the real, real. I'm going to give it to you, real, real. She meets an American guy. He's from the States, and um, she falls head over heels, and I'm working at the restaurant, and he visits a few times. I get to know him. You know, first I'm like, ah, dude, like, you Stay know. Stay away from my mom. Yeah, screw this. I don't know you, like, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, and, and eventually we give him a chance, so it was good. 
but he becomes my mentor and he's and I want to go study. So I want to go to Durban and he challenges me because he's a business guy, executive coach for like Mercedes. Like he, he's been in the rounds. His dad is like a very great like author in the Christian world. And so he's like, stay at, stay at Spur for another year or two, do two years. And I'm like, why? He's like, cause you'll learn how to serve, learn how to give, learn how to uh, interact. And he was right. Like learn how to do sales, learn how to do business. I learned all of that at the restaurant. So stay at the steakhouse. Stay at the steakhouse. And I made so much money. Like, my, 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 not, I mean, relative to South Africa and when you were in college, right? So, um, and I would do the festivals and I would do the, the, the restaurant at the same time. And, uh, I would come home and count it all and, and deposit it and like watch it just grow. So that was like my, like the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. And I hated it the first year. I just like, I despise it. But then I try to work at some other places and I got like spanked, you know, like, <laughs> like what, what were those other jobs? Uh, so I, uh, the, I worked at a, a shoe, shoe store called Aldo. Okay. Yeah. Fancy shoes, man. Deal with cool people. Build a network, you know. Come yeah. on. Like some some guys there that show up. And then I worked at a gold coin store called uh, Squain. Uh, and we would manage like commodity like coins. And then there was the intrinsic value coins. So like like tons of money and you had to get background checked. They were like, you're the youngest employee. We'd never hire people that are 19 or like 18. I think it was at that time. And they're like, don't screw it up. <laughs> and so there's a big skateboarding event. And you screwed it up. I was like, I'm going to go market there. I'm like, come on, like, let's go. Like, So my manager was like, okay, two hours. I go, I think the event is insane, dude. Like, I jump in, like I have fun, like giving out flyers, come buy coins from us, you know, yeah. wrong demographic. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't quite set on knowing yeah. your avatar yet. <laughs> I got back three hours. She's like, eh, you're kind of fired. Uh, bring your stuff tomorrow. I was like, seriously? She's like, yeah. You're like, we're never hiring young people again. Yeah. And I was like, and then my mentor uh, back then, he's like, so the guy who married my mom, he's like, he's like, I'm going to give you one word, impetuous. And I was like, oh, wow. He's like, learn this word. He's like, when you're young, most young people are impetuous. It just means that they're, they're navigating life and we're, we make dumb mistakes. I don't know. Have you made any of those? Oh, man, I was that guy. Nice. Okay. I mean, so I went to school yeah. and got a degree in physiology and then graduated <laughs> on a Friday and became a futures and commodities broker. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm I, just love been, I love I'm it. I love the story. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. I'm 38. Nice. So no, you got it, man. You're doing it. Um, it's the journey, right? Like we're learning that, but, uh, to fast forward the story from there, uh, he, he brings me into the company as an intern. I do graphics and video and presentations, everything for him. And we go and speak. He speaks all over, uh, we have a coaching program with like clients who come in and all that jazz. We film a 30, 30 month year long, 30 month long video series that people get to plug in and watch. I learned about like doing silver, gold and like platinum level client. Packaging yeah. offers. We, we did events of like 750 people. Uh, and the way we did those was just through one topic. So like in our spread, we did cracking the low felt nut and there's lots of nuts in South Africa and then we, I designed a graphic where this thing was like literally cracking a nut. And it basically- What was the objective of that one? So in the so what we do is we use psychology and stigma to bring people to our event back then. Uh, and that was like, uh, for example, the stigma was if you're not from the low felt, we won't do business with you. So like there's a low felt, which is null spread, and then the high felt, which is Johannesburg. Anyways, the low felt was like very clicky. So we broke that stigma and then we brought them in. And so that was cool. And we, we filled it with sponsorships. Um, we filled it with marketing videos, all that stuff. But um, fast forward, he wanted to come back seven years out of the out of America. Yeah. And he has, there's something crazy about seven years. Okay. So if, I don't know if this still applies and don't sue me, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, when he left the country, like he still had stuff going on here. But when he came to South Africa and then, for seven years and then came back, he had a clean sweep. Basically his credit score was back to normal and he had no, like, like there's no things that he had to owe on. And like, so was he still an American citizen? He was. Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. He, did he ever get citizenship there? Get dual? No, he didn't do the dual. Yeah. So, uh, but, but so seven years he was waiting something out. But I, you know, I don't, I don't even think he knew that when we came back, it was like, like the year of Jubilee. Like, so, but there's know. a part of that story that you didn't know at the time that, yeah. Why? Why did? Why did his credit score need to get reset? <laughs> uh, I mean, did he blow his life up out here? No, he just left. I mean, he needed to restart. Like, I feel for the guy. You know, uh, I have empathy. Even though things never turn out the way they weren't supposed to, 
I still honor and respect the things that I learned from that. Yeah, I mean, he so, had an impact in your life, but yeah, exactly. The story gets crazy. We don't the, have to go there if we don't want to. Yeah, but. exactly. Um, but that's what got you to the states, that's and that's what, what really yeah. like yeah. spurred your graphic design and media, yeah. and then web design, web design and business that you have now. And you're For not sure. doing skateboards and gold coins no. and selling steaks <laughs> anymore. But yeah. it's a lot of the experience. But you weren't like. Mm-hmm. A purebred entrepreneur. You were, no. you were more like me, where no you found somebody who had a mentor for me yeah. that was my father-in-law as well. Yeah. Like he had been an entrepreneur his whole life. Totally. I had never seen that at least successful. My dad, my dad was a solopreneur. Cool. Worked for himself, but he was um he had a job. Yeah. Like glorified job. Yeah, yeah. Stressful job too, right? Yeah. Working for yourself, right? Keep it small, keep it all. Nice. Um, yeah, for sure. But. That's telling So then you follow him. Yeah. And you guys work together for, and then at what point do you just branch, branch off? off? Great, great, great question. So, um, about, f- so five years with, maybe five or six years with him, it's 2016. Um, we branch off right before everything gets crazy. So, uh, right before like him and my mom have a divorce and, um, for multiple reasons, but, um, Everyone's doing great now. Everyone's alive and happy. So, but I branched off in 2016. I realized that I, I'm always giving into kind of the how do we teach the next person the next thing, and that's cool. But I'm like, I want to take what we've learned now and apply it to other people's businesses and like uh, enjoy that process and, and and start to venture out on my own um, and make some more money. Like sure, yeah. you, oh, you were getting a lot of hundred bucks, bro. Yeah, you um, were making very much money, right? Yeah. So I had my housing paid through the company. I had like a lot of little benefits, but then I was only keeping like uh, to give him credit, maybe like five to 800 bucks, which at a, at a 24 year old level, that's not bad. But if you're about to get married, it's like, whoop, uh, not 500 good. bucks a month is what you were yeah, keeping. Like, dude, I yeah. would like, so what I ended up but doing. But you were learning a skill. I was. And so what I did then, and this is not a lesson for business owners, right? Like then I started to do eBay and mm. then I was making like a thousand, two thousand from eBay. So that was your side hustle. So I would like literally, there's, there's some points I didn't have a car. Like when I met my wife, I met her at a small group. My brothers had crashed the car. So I'm like, <laughs> Come meet me at the at the Red Truck Brewing Company, like next to my apartment complex in Fort so Collins. You can walk over there. <laughs> exactly. So I walk over. She's got like this nice Jeep. I'm like, whoa! Like I don't think I can. Like I'm not <laughs> going to try. Luckily, Joy's not <laughs> materialistic. No, like she's. That. Yeah, exactly. Like I was so blessed, um, and that's what I wanted. I wanted. I I really found like deep, cool stuff in her, like you found in your wife. Yeah. Which is it's like beyond the. She actually wanted to be with me. Yeah. Right. Like you need to really want to be with a ginger. <laughs> we come with the day walking. We come with the, the, sunscreen, the day walking. sunscreen, you know? Uh, yeah. So you branch off in 2016, 2016. start doing some eBay, start kind of yeah. doing your own thing. So I'm then- paralleling at this point. Okay. So I bring on a lot of clients uh, uh, that, you know, undercharging like in the beginning days, like yeah. any starter. And so I quickly get mentors, SBA, big time mentor of mine. I, I plug into Jim Kelly down there. And he just like, just like pours into my business. Uh, free coaching, by the way, if you have a business. But then um, I'm doing the e-commerce and this at the same time. And and DJM is 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 more consistent, but this one is like, it has these fluctuations. And eventually it gets to a head, like in 2019. Um, in one month I did like, um, for me, this was significant, like 10K. And I was like, whoa, like this, is, I could scale this to the moon. This is through DJM? No, this this okay. is through another e-commerce company oh, got it. Um, that I I, sp- I spun off. I, I ran it through the same DBA. Got it. So like same D, same LLC, uh, just to simplify it. And so my accountants would have to do like one that's based on <laughs> e-com and one that's not, you know, it kind of drove them crazy. Joy, I, I met Joy and she kept saying, you know, you need to maybe focus on one because I was like half I was in, I was like, what they say in South Africa, you have two legs in, in two countries and you're in the middle of the ocean. And the saying comes from like, uh, the English guys, they use this really derogatory word. Uh, I won't say it exactly. Um, but it's like an English guy has got his legs in two oceans. So then technically his, his man part is in the water. So it's salty. And, and so it's just a crazy concept, but they would mock us with that. <laughs> and so like, that's how I felt with the two businesses. And, at 2019, the Lord kind of just put, forced it. Like I hit like 10 and then it was like November, October. And actually it was a blessing because think about it. The next year following that was COVID. Got wild, yeah. Yeah. So then I could just dumb, like focus down. So I, I had some like 
major compliance stuff happen. So I was doing too many orders too quickly and uh, this is shipment and fulfillment because we're doing drop shipping didn't kind of pan out. And so I'm like, okay, uh, these guys, I can't help them. So like, let me just refund all of them. So I refund all of those. And then there's a few that kind of like still are crushing. So we went with it. And um, the charge back to loan, like put me under. And I was like, nope, like this is, there's no way I can run both these businesses. I have to double down in DJM. Enjoy agreed. And so we shut it down in December. Uh, and December is the high month, man. You, you're you selling everything and anything. Yeah. So, so yeah. Went I, out with a bang. I went out with a, it's, it's, it's like a baby dying. Like for you, you know, as an <laughs> entrepreneur, you lose that entrepreneurial baby yeah. and you always want to go back to it. But it's like, you know, this is not a legit thing. So. What was the, um, so that's a big transition, obviously. Mm. You know, early days of entrepreneurship, there's a lot of just kind of trying to figure it out. Um, for sure. But what's the mindset shift that you got to go through to say, hey, I'm going to shut down revenue over here. Yeah. Because there's a better model over here. Sure. And like what was, what were you talking yourself through? Oh, that was rough. Um, I honestly didn't want to have those conversations, right? Like I was like, this the is not, yeah. Bit. I think the simplest answer to that question and the way I got there was through brute force and then um, realizing that your brain, like realizing my brain was getting split in two, two different directions. Like I felt it coming. Um, I think Matt says it really well, you know, focus on one and then get it, you know, get it to skyrocket, then go to the next one. And and that's what I meant to say, said as well. And I think that was the simple discussion. Uh, it was really basic in that sense. Um, so once you made the transition, what was the hardest part about DJM? Oh man, COVID. So uh, COVID was a blessing. COVID was a huge blessing. So I was at the lowest point uh, during COVID and I'm saying that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get this blacklisted. Yeah. Jeez, cut it out. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. There's going to be a new bad illness, word that we just beep yeah, out. Yeah. The illness. Um, so it, it flipped the switch in DJM. So in July, I remember it, I was in a low point watching um, watching one of the, the cousins and I'm working and I'm stressed out and like all this stuff, man. And to be honest, like I'm running the business and I'm like, the moment stress got too much, I would like plug in and play a video game. Like that was, that was my escape back then. And because I grew up in a family with IT and tech and my dad had an internet cafe during Y2K, you know, like <laughs> it was amazing. Like we'd play all night, right? And then like. So instead of like drinking yeah, or something, you just. Video like, games. Let me go play video games. Bunch of nerds out there. Love you guys. Um. No, so so that's what I did there. But then I was like, no, no, no. Like, like I need to pull myself out of this. And the person who actually pushed me was Matt Sharp too. I sat with him once and I was like, so dis-. he's like, he's like, don't do that. He's like, you, I can't do business with you if you're like this. You need to like, just go. And I'm like, cool. So I, 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 I leave Matt Sharp realizing I'd done so much good work for him that wake up call like i've got this like i'm doubting myself trying to sell myself short and go work for someone i can't do that imposter syndrome yeah kicked yeah, in filling the filling the yeah. coffers yeah dry up i think remember if you're desperate like um get through it quickly because then you can turn around and and go to the bases again yeah i think i think every entrepreneur goes through that where you you butt up against this problem that's mm -hmm. maybe uh bigger than your current skill set and like you just have to reset and say, what I'm currently doing is the wrong shit. And yeah, so I just need exactly. To do need to do different shit. <laughs> exactly. And, and look at the data, right? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know a lot about that. So we we looked at the data, and I was like, oh my goodness, like websites, like we're this is my this is the jam, and this is what I love. And like, so our membership plans are so in, in, in awesome. Like, so we're we're a lot different. Like like you were asking me about the the team model and structure. Um, so we we run very, and my mind shift is growing. I think that's the good thing. Like I'm staying humble and my accent doesn't get me automatic sales. So let me just put that out there. Last he sounds smarter than he actually is guys. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, don't trust, don't trust accents right away. <laughs> it lasts for five minutes. I tried it when I was dating, you know, and then when, like, when you went back to the data though, this is my quick question. Yeah, data. <clears throat> Cause it made Let's me go, think of, it. it made me think of, uh, there's a book called built to sell. Yes. And, uh, From Jim Collins. It's, I don't know if it's Jim Collins. No. no good to great than built to sell. 
No, yeah. built to sell is a different. Book. Oh, okay, sorry. Built, but um, it's a story about a guy who tries to sell his company. He's okay. in an agency model. Mm-hmm. Goes to his friend, tries to sell the business. Yeah, no. Then uh, his friend says your business isn't worth anything. Nobody wants to buy your job. Effectively, yeah, I'll buy the. So he goes back to he goes back to the drawing board and says, hey, "You got to tell me what what's the one thing that you do that you're the best at." Awesome. And he settles on logos. No way. And he builds the you know the the best logo design shop out there, and then ends up selling his company. Do you know his name? <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think it's, I don't think he, it's a real story. It reminds me of the future. Have you seen his YouTube content? Okay, every agency owner, if you're struggling. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Chris Do. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris Do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We stopped doing logos. Yeah. So, but you're, yeah. because you realized website was your thing, right? Right. And, and so, and the more like AI develops, like you realize, like our, our clients will, are going to com- competition sites and they're going to AI sites and then they're bringing back stuff and they're like, can you redraw this? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I just wrote the post about that yeah. today. I don't know if you saw the newsletter uh-uh. that came out, but it I'll was- I'll check it out. It was specifically talking about how SEO is dead. So you remember the age of like yeah, yeah, yeah. the SEO copywriter? For like sure. They would write oh, copy yeah. to build SEO on your website. Yeah, yeah. You don't need that anymore. No. I can one shot on jasper.ai. I can yeah. write a blog. And you could like my, okay, my, he has the deal though. Like I'm doing a workshop on it and it's going to run- continuously the live one is vip so like if you guys come it's like really legit i'll have a chef there and everything but so it, it's still 80 percent human and 20 percent ai and it's like still back to computers of user input user output right there's if you two, can't prompt you don't know you, you don't know anything yeah there's two camps my my camp and the, one camp believes it'll surpass human intellect and then emotional intellect and all this other stuff but the problem is i I believe it won't. It's a machine. Like it doesn't have a soul. Like, and you can't, so there's, there's even like two camps of scruffies versus scientific builders on AI. Okay. Scruffies are creative. That means they're like, they're just going to try anything. Scientific is like, okay, how do we model it after the brain? That's what they're doing. They're taking like the, the brain has like 56 billion neurons. Okay. And that's how they're programming AI. And then like, okay, well, how do you do emotion and how you, and then your neurons have weights. So like, Let's say you have a weight on on something you believe that therefore you're going to spit out what you're going to say. And that's kind of how the AIs are like working and, and being trained and stuff. So yes, there's dangers. Yes, there's all the stuff. But I don't I don't believe that it can surpass. Like it can turn into. There's no AI that's alive. There's none. Right. Like it, to this day, like and I, it's from a cool book that I'm reading. But um, yeah. So yeah, so it data, doesn't. I mean, once upon a time, people thought like Excel was the devil or the internet <laughs> yeah. or email. It's a new trend. Um, so it, it's definitely here to stay. Mm-hmm. But every entrepreneur, what, what should entrepreneurs be thinking about as it relates to leveraging AI in their business? Sure. Okay. So uh, back to the leopard. Okay. So you want to build a bunch of leopards in your business that can go and run out. Think about it. Like they can go out and run and, and rock and roll themselves. Right. And so I think that's the, that's the key takeaway is yes, you can consolidate, um, but be very careful because there's like still quality controls. So like uh, Google looks for quality. They won't like, ba- like ban your AI and stuff, but they still look for quality. They still look for like engagement. And yeah. so it's still back to the basic metrics. Um, I think, I think how we do SEO has changed. Uh, we're yeah. still seeing the results uh, like through backlinking and through like really good article backlinking and really good um, uh, on-page, off-page compliance. Like your compliance actually can get you like tax credits. And so like, I'm like really pushing people to like learn this stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. And what I'm seeing with AI is just <clears throat> people keep trying to use it like like the old SEO hack. Mm. They're just trying to figure out how to use it to hack the system. Yeah, no. instead of enhance what they're doing. Yeah. And I think that original thought still predominates. And that's why we're, we push so hard for content. So we have a podcast, yeah. we have a YouTube channel, why we read a newsletter. Cause in a world where the playing field has been leveled. So oh, yeah. I've been in the game long enough to know that once upon a time I could buy top of page search on Google for a dollar a click. Wow. Yeah. Right. And like name the keyword. It was a buck, maybe pennies. Right. Super cool. Um, that has changed now, right? Everybody, who do you know that doesn't run Google paid media, right? Like yeah, that's right. Search, search, right? So everybody. Yeah. So what's the, what's the thing that doesn't scale? The do, the thing that doesn't scale is what we're doing right now. Yeah, no. Now we can make it more uh, scalable. We can improve our process. Yeah. But to sit here and have a conversa- conversation requires real effort, time, organization, mm-hmm. thinking. planning, thinking, yeah. right? It's going to require real editing and post editing on the yeah, background, on the back sure. of that. So 
it's I think that's up. that's what entrepreneurs should be focused on. I agree. In terms of long term building their platform and their brand, yeah. you know. Yeah, don't become brainless, right? Like yeah. like we're seeing the hypers out there and I really just despise it. Um like teach people something, you know, and don't like don't try and ring them around a rope until you've taught them I, I don't know. There's like two there's a lot of these philosophy uh philosophy stuff that gets thrown out there, but don't become brainless. Think for yourself. Like it is a tool. Like you gotta, you gotta still apply your brain and then go from there. But some of the tools that are really getting crazy too is, um, I don't know if Darius has seen this one. There's this video, 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 video with a Y O at the end. Dot AI. It'll make all your shorts. I've seen this. Yeah, it's what I love about it is you can pull the keyword too. Like yeah. so, like Darius can now like take his 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 mental space or whoever's working on the edits and like, oh no, I like this short piece and I want to use that one. Like we're still using our brain to get there. Yeah. It's becoming a little ridiculous. Yeah, the, I mean, the agency playing field, like if if agents agencies don't pivot into this, like I'm you're it's gonna be really scary for you. Well yeah. I think, I think maybe. But it, I mean it's a good thing, right? So like once yeah. upon a time I was part of a company sure. where we brought in a CFO who came from the private equity world. Interesting. And he's really, really good at, you know, building things into the financial model. And then it would be like, you know what? We just got to get rid of these 60 jobs. Wow. And it's like, well, that work doesn't go anywhere, right? Like yeah. workload is like energy, right? It's neither created nor destroyed. So if it doesn't go anywhere, then we have to figure out how to leverage technology or other other systems. Because if we just pile more stuff on, mm-hmm. like we take it off of somebody else and put it on somebody else, short term, it feels good. Like, look, okay, we just saved all this cost. Long term, it exacerbates the problem, right? Because no. it just gets worse and you have... It shows up in other ways, so like yeah. uh, customer churn or whatever it might be. So AI is becoming this tool that allows you to do more with less. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it has, at least not yet, gotten to a place where it replaces it. Yeah. But that this is for entrepreneurs, especially if you're an entrepreneur who's thinking about making the transition from working inside of a company to become an entrepreneur. Sure. Do the hard stuff right now. Like oh, yeah. Do the stuff that nobody else wants to do. Do the door Over knocking. Yeah. Do the cold calls. Do the Dude, video 100%. content. You know, do the uh, host the in person events like yeah. that stuff's hard, yeah. and because it's hard, the playing field there's very yeah. little people that are doing it. And choose your vehicle wisely, right? right. Like you, you told me this. I mean, you were at a house um, a while back, and it was fun. We had like a barbecue, South African style, and uh, and you were just kind of breaking down some of the fallacies. And I was like, yeah, this is you're right. Like I haven't looked at service based business like that, but I also haven't been in your shoes. And so I, I had a little bit of a like, mm, let me check myself here. Like Samson has some like solid validity there. Um, what what we we're experiencing that works in our model is yeah we we're not in house. Okay, so like I have a project manager who's in house, and then I have like a sales force, and and then from there we really like optimize our freelance team because we have to. Like I spend a lot of time nurturing, planning, training, and like making sure our clients get what they want. Cause there's the there's the there's a switch for me that happened in like 2022, 21. I'm not just doing service for clients. I'm actually there thinking and strategizing. Well, how do we how do we take your website, and how do how do I apply the shoemaker stuff that I'm doing for myself now for you? Like, how do we make the chatbot more effective? Like, how like what compliance are you dealing with? And the only reason I've started jumping on compliance was because of some fire that I was experiencing. And I had to come to like this Joshua moment of like, I need to walk around this like seven times. Otherwise it's going to crumble me. And it was insane. And yeah, so, so you're, th- you're thinking more like a fractional chief marketing officer. Exactly. And, and it works like so a, much better. Because traditional agency. Taking skin in the game. Traditional agency <laughs> models like, hey, I need you to run my Facebook ads. Yeah. And it's like, well, if we talk about Facebook ads in a, in a vacuum, yeah. Not within the grand scheme, and there's no funnel on the back right. end, right? Or yeah. sales page. Or, or whatever, there's no yeah. sales script. Yeah, there's no good webinar. Yeah, it doesn't really matter if I run the yeah. best Facebook ads. Slap ever. and stick, slap and stick. it doesn't work. And you, so you have yeah. to take a more um, yeah. comprehensive approach, and then narrow it down too. Like if you can go like us, like manufacturers, home property, and then um, uh, car dealers, then you have like so much better knowledge. And right. like you can, it's like that bullseye. You can just keep, you can keep hitting the target and like, oh, cool. Like we're getting better and better so, at that. Interested yeah. in what you said though. How do you guys take skin in the game of okay. of your Good. customer's business? Okay. So um, 
one of our favorite clients, Leading Edge Electric. Okay, if you go look at their A ref score or like the Google Domain Authority, like they're they're going past the fifty, so it's like fifty out of hundred. Um, with them, you know, we always bring new ideas to them, and so like we can sometimes we can push for hey, like if we are doing this much in sales, can we take this much? And that's how I would recommend it to other people. For them, we we have a very unique model where it's like, okay, we have a spin and win campaign happening right now. It's private. We're hitting all the non-customers with this thing. So like we're hitting, we're, we're targeting non-customers. So it's kind of fun. But their website's really good. It's woman-owned entrepreneur. Like you're being bold. Like you need to take all the like authentic stuff, like listen to Matt Shoup's stuff is good. And then like amplify that in your business and people like attract to you. And so- So you're participating in the upside. Of her business. So solely through bringing new ideas to the table and then also in the future being like, hey, like one day we want to hit more electricians. And so there's a there's an extra level to this game that we want to talk about. And we where, take this model and yeah. duplicate it. And you you have knowledge and we have marketing. So like, can we go and like move Do, that along? Yeah, build, build a coaching or out of the box Whatever. solution to yeah. help other electricians. Because it's like, if you know the model, then you can work on that. And so, you know, we see that and we- yeah, that's yeah. a big that's a big disconnect for most agencies yeah. is they're jack of all and mm. they don't know anything specialized about a given sector. It's painful so, to watch, man. It, yeah, it's really challenging because I've been through it, so I know I feel the pain too. I know I know what it's like. If you don't really understand the business learning. internally, yeah, you can have a really hard time marketing for it. Right, you don't understand the customer. Yeah, vendors, man. Like if you can plug into your vendors, um, someone was I think it was a social post. I loved it. So this guy was in some sort of cleaning or, yeah, pl- okay. So it was like water and plumbing. So he did the cleanup from the water that spills. And what he did for marketing was he he would just go to all the plumbers for like two or three years, man, door knocking, like, hey, plumber, like if you can fix the pipes, but you can't like clean up all the water that's gone everywhere. So he did that. And I think he scaled it to like, in like a matter of three years, he was doing that water cleaning service and and like fixing and whatnot. I think he scaled it to like over the 10 million mark. Yeah. And wow. and the plumbers would be like, okay, this guy's the one you want to talk to. They just fed so, him. So word, word of mouth went word viral. Word of mouth. Yeah. Like vendor relationships went viral. Yeah. And I think like we forget that there's that physical aspect that can really get us there too. And But like put the work in. It's hard. So, no, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about <clears throat> just word of mouth in general. Mm, it's powerful. Uh, it still matters. It still scales. It's, it's, it does. Well, it can, I, be a, it can be a tailwind or it can be a headwind. Right? I guess how you do it, hey? Yeah, I mean, eventually as you as you continue to expand your cold reach out, okay. your paid media, you, yes. you less and less people know, like, and trust you, right? So your <laughs> conversion true. rates go down. Yeah. Right? Your cost per clicks go up. Yeah. There's more advertisers competing for the same ad space. Mm-hmm. They copy your ads. They copy your ads or, or they're just all trying to, it's the same avatar, but a different product, right? So it's all mm. commanding for attention. And there's only one competitive advantage. And that's mm. if you have strong brand and referral. 100%. And it, um, a lot of businesses have scaled just on referral. And then that's a huge competitive advantage because you can go mm. leverage that social proof across paid media to get more. But brand brand still really, really matters. And it gets constantly overlooked because everybody's yeah. chasing the tactic of, sure. how do I go on the new TikTok thing or how yeah. do I... How do I run more paid media or yeah, but or, relationships? Like, I agree with you. Like they'll slingshot you, like you were saying. You know, like you you build these and you really authentically build them. Like you know, don't yeah. yeah. You can't fake it. It just yeah, time you, is the time great is, equalizer. Yeah, and people read through your your desperation or things like that, and you got to be really careful. To I, I mean, I've been there. Like I'm still getting that. But the slingshot method is really cool. You know. Um, I I point I like pouring into things and Alex says this when you pour into yourself like you get to meet really cool people like you go to conferences and you know with us with kids and stuff like it gets really you don't have as much time like you're really grinding uh you're grinding hours and minutes and yeah and uh like what is the 4% of the 20% like you know the whole concept of the 4% that's working and uh let's be real like we're we're still human not machines yeah like, but going to conferences, going to events that are right and then spitting out all of the junk and keeping the meat from the event and then actually meeting the speakers uh, has been a life-changing eye-opener for me. Um, and I know that there's like this, there's a 10-year, there's a 10-year, 20-year where I might bump back into that person. I might bump back into you. Yep. And for me, that's valuable and 
pouring into like if you call me like i i called you the, the one time but if you call me you know I, i'll i'm willing to jump or like willing to do something to listen to grow no yeah. i appreciate that about that about you you're just always a big fan and supporter sure yeah so i'll always take the phone call. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> but I, I, one of the things that's important one of the things i've been thinking about a lot lately though is just time is the great equalizer you know and so yeah. that that's why i'm so uh focused on uh, entrepreneurship through acquisition it's amazing because if you're buying a company that's been around for 20 or 30 years you get that trust moat wow. that the next guy doesn't have right and so yeah. sure the owner might be gone but mm -hmm. you know somebody has all these relationships and has all these projects and all these contracts yeah just plug in and then all of a sudden you layer on what we know how to do on top of that yeah yeah the paid media right the brand your knowledge behind all the yeah yeah the, like the, running this business brick and mortar like Correct. You, know. you know, you know, when you plug that into that business, yeah. Um, now all of a sudden it's like rocket fuel. Yeah. Right? I mean, Versus trying to go from scratch mm -hmm. and start up. That's a lot harder to do. It is. And so take away from that if you're listening, is just staying the like staying in the game is probably ninety percent of it. Yeah. And, and most entrepreneurs bang their head against the wall for just three, four, five years yeah. until they finally figure it out or there's no magic. They, they shut down the eBay business and they yeah. go, Okay, got it. I've yeah. learned what I know now and I'm going to go focus on the other thing. Yeah. So I think yeah. the, the the key to the winning the game is to just stay in the game. It is. There's no silver bullet. There's no consistent, like, easy win. It's daily daily grinds, like the up and down of the roller coaster. But I saw your your post uh, about some of the, uh, the cool stuff you're getting into. You know, I love Fort Collins Startup Week. I love Denver Startup Week. And I, I, I there's such a great community there, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited to see where you take that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I spoke it founded in FOCO this year. Yeah, I saw that. It's which was great. interesting, right? So I sat in a room. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably like 60 people I spoke. And I said, how many people in this room are doing over a million dollars a year in, in top line revenue? Okay. And one person raised their hand. Oh, really? Okay, so it's a lot of the starters. It's very, very yeah. startup. But I, Denver's way opposite. Okay, so it's happening in August mostly. Yeah. Uh, you can, I think the applications for speaking is closed, but... Well, we'll just go and yeah. create content. Just go. No, you must. Okay, so they have the BlackRock group down there. Like, you know, BlackRock, the company. There's yeah. a mentorship. No, I've never heard of them. There's no, a, I'm just yeah. <laughs> what rock are you living under? <laughs> a black one, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Um, acquisition South African companies. You make a lot of money. Uh, real estate's really inexpensive down there. You know. Was, you said it's in August? It's in August, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Uh, people from all over the world come. Uh, and then you see... Now you see like the 50 million to like hundreds of million dollar companies coming to look for companies. And then you see uh, fortune 500 companies like bring their investors and like, look, yep. it's, it's crazy. So you, you, you rub shoulders with some really neat people. Um, so I would encourage you guys check out startup weeks, whatever city you're in. Uh, it actually shows you like, like what it takes to be a five-year starter and then explode hockey stick and get out. <laughs> Cause that, like that's yeah. the dream for people, and I think I mean I have a lifestyle business, but it's amazing if you can run for five years and get paid. Well, yeah, knowing how to engineer an exit—that's something that I learned in my last gig. Right? Yeah, so you were really good at some of that stuff. When you just learned, like you know the Lots I said, that. I said that our CFO came in and you know he was really about plugging the financial model and cutting jobs and moving around. But sure, he also knew a lot about how to engineer an exit and like what what are the multiples? What are the key metrics that you need to be focused on in yeah. order to make your business attractive to the next buyer? Yeah. And that, especially a lot of boomer owners who are getting ready to exit, they have no idea what what people, processes, and systems they need to be putting in place mm -hmm. in order to exit. Yeah. And that's your advantage if you're an acquisition entrepreneur yeah. to come in and get something at a discount, put those people in place, scale it into a more uh, attractive business for a financial buyer. I love it. Um, Tell me about the... Uh, I just want to ask one other question. So like, I feel like you're so good at, is it because you're super relatable that you connect with these highly influential uh, investors and people like that? What What is it like? Because for us, I think for most entrepreneurs, I'm like a half introvert, half extroverted, believe it or not. Um, I love to just study and disappear, you know? get really deep in in thinking I mean, so there's a question yeah. around raising money yeah around raising money or like really connecting with those people is it just a straightforward like hey i'd love to have you as an investor one day or i'd love to have you as a resource for future things 
How do you approach it, those people? I mean, it's definitely a re- it's relationship. Same, form. But okay. mo- money does not flow to a good idea. Oh, very cool. Money flows. Money flows to competence. Wow. Right, and uh, especially like in good the world of, of business. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of people out there trying to pitch when they have not gotten to revenue, and so especially like in the world of technology, like those days are dead and gone right now. Interesting. Show me that you can get to revenue. Step one. Wow. Now, if you're talking so about, so they won't even touch it. Yeah, be, well, because everything was about you know growth, 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 growth. Now it's about like, oh, can you actually have a positive EBITDA business? Yeah, we're in the hard times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, pitching off an idea doesn't really make yeah. sense. But I think the second piece of it is I love EBITDA. By the way, you guys need a so okay. So uh, let me just say this quickly. Go okay. So in twenty twenty two, about fifteen percent of our revenue was grant revenue. Okay, manufacturing grants, government grants for companies. We have to spend it in a certain way. Right. You can't spend, you can't get more than 20% grants. But okay, they make you do EBITDAs to do that. And it opens your mind as an entrepreneur if you haven't done one yeah. because you're looking at the whole freaking market and then you're boiling it down. Like, how do I get it down to my market? But then how do I reach the mass market? Yeah. I mean, you know more about that than I do. It was my first time last year jumping into EBITDA and I was like, okay. Earnings before tax, interest, depreciation, and appreciation. Yeah. But um, the second part of it is most people are just scared of money. Mm. So the best I ever heard it was... That's good. Money is just energy. Okay. And it doesn't have anywhere to go without a good deal. Mm. And so when you're sitting and talking to an investor, the only thing that the investor has is money and you have everything else, which (laughs) is even more case to go get to revenue. Because if you get to revenue and you have a product and you have a real MVP and you're actually able to show that you have users and a platform and a marketplace and all these things. Now I get to be picky about who's actually coming to who's what, what value do you bring beyond money to my deal? That's different, right? Yeah. The, the third piece of advice I would just say is it's a volume game. Not every person you talk to is going to like your investment thesis or your flavor of investment, Mm -hmm. right? Like if they're a real estate guy, they might be turned off by tech. Sure. Right. Or if they're an entrepreneur and they're used to managing their money, they might be less attracted to a, like a passive real estate investment. Totally. Right. And so one of my good friends had a, he went through Techstars. Oh yeah. And good he sat down with an investor and in that conversation, he had probably had like, I don't know, 12, 13 conversations at that point. And, uh, and he kind of got to the end of his pitch and kind of went with like the hope and a prayer, like almost like desperation, right? They say yeah. desperation's the worst deodorant, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. And and the the big investor told him, I wish you wouldn't have done that. Mm. Right? Because I, I actually wow. really like you. Um, but you sound desperate. He said, How many conversations have you had? He said, like twelve or thirteen. He said, Well the last guy that just walked out in front of you, he's on like conversation like hundred and fifty. Oh yeah. And so if I'm going to put money on you, I need to know that you're willing to go the cycles necessary to do whatever it takes in order to make it happen. Mm. And so most people, when they go down the route of raising money, you know, they're just talking to a couple people and they get a couple no's or maybe yeah. like less interest. And yeah, you, only need, you only need one lead investor to start the motion. That's cool. Yeah. And then everybody else falls in. Falls in if yeah. I go and say, yeah, we just raised well, a million dollars from X, Y, and Z. Now you're like, oh, well, somebody else has done it first. Law of Diffusion of Innovation says... Most people won't do something, the mass market, until somebody else has done it first. So good. So there's 13.5% of the population out there that's an investor that believes the same thing that you believe. And so you got to get in front of that person. If you get Mm -hmm. in front of that person, that person will then believe in you, give you the money that you need. You can then take that social proof and then go go into the mass market. But the mass market won't do it until somebody else has done it. And then you always have the laggards, right? The people who won't get in until whatever, you've gone public or whatever. Like, okay, that's fine. But in the world of venture and startup, you know, you, you got to have to have some conversations. Oh, yeah. You got a real product, real MVP. The only thing the investor has is money. So yeah. what else are they bringing to the table? Yeah. Switch it in your mind. It's like sales. Yeah, you can't be lazy. Also, uh, I would say the, the, the last little point, too, that I've learned is never shy away from the risk. Okay. Own the risk. Everybody wants to know what the downside is. If you oh, only wow. talk about the upside, they're going to go, yeah, this no. guy's way too optimistic, right? Yeah. It's amazing to watch those pitches, too. Like, and that, com- that comes from my world of, of oh. commodity trading. Oh, really? Wow. Right, because in commodities, <clears throat> unlike stock, if you put $100,000 in, the most you could lose is 100000 100, okay. You could put $100,000 in commodities and lose a million because they're <laughs> leveraged, Yeah, right? That's And so, so the, the key my Options mentor told trading? me, options are a part of it. Okay. 
puts, anyways, yeah, puts in golf. Crazy. But my mentor always told me that n- more importantly than knowing um, how you're going to get out of the trade if it does well okay, is how you're going to get out of the trade if it goes badly. Yeah. And you're going to so lose good. more than you win according to the law of probability. Yeah. But your winners will be 10 extra losers. And so if you can mitigate your downside, you're going to be more successful. So investors aren't scared of risk. Like yeah. they're big, they're big kids. They have to look through it. Yeah. So here's the risk. Yeah. This is how we plan to mitigate it. Yeah. And that needs to be included in your pitch as well. That's so good. We, 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 I told you last time we we're experimenting with domain flips and um, website flips and things like that. And a lot of them, uh, I would call them junky because like the business kind of died, you know, it died like during COVID. So then we brought it up and then we put it on platforms. And so we do that for some clients too. And, but mostly just on the website side of things. And that's a one X growth multiple from sales of website. That's how much you can sell it for. Right. Very different to a business sale, right? Uh, It's like a portion of the business sale. Unless of course you can, turn that into a revenue a product right? yeah yeah Spe- you can you can double it up yeah so. speaking of of matt shop and products right yes i'm actually get, help, helping him get ready to sell his business pirate patch nice yeah so, i know that business the amazon one yeah. yeah well it's really not an amazon business it's just they don't know how to scale it beyond amazon fba right it's really a dtc okay product company and so um you know having the skill set of going and growing that business and that website and that product yeah. And then selling that is what would Way make that, that that would be a you know multi million dollar business that they're selling, 100%. but because they're just leveraging Amazon FBA, it's like a three hundred thousand dollar business, right? Yeah, got a patented product. It's no employees. It's very easy to manage. Great reviews, all that stuff. It's perfect. Yeah, it's but, perfect for scale. I think it's great. But you should consider those types of like yeah. a company like that mm-hmm. for you with your skill set would be insane. Yeah, we're. we're I mean, we're literally building out that department and what that looks like. Um, we did, we were in the experimental phase. So what's exciting is I mean, we have like, I want to say 10. And then there's a few other businesses that we're like, Oh, there's an exit maybe. Um, but they're not like the tech businesses, the tech sites sell the e-commerce sites sell. You need a, like a brick and mortar. You're going to have a hard time selling a website. Yep. Um, they're going to have to want that, that brand or that property. So, but there's one story that I that, you just can't get off this podcast without telling it. Uh, I can. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's hear it. Let's go. <laughs> I never said it online. Uh, when I left South Africa, I actually I had a lot of art that I had th- that made, and I had a lot of stuff and a lot of crap. And um, I, my one buddy Warren out there had a little ranch, a little property back there. We'll say a plot in South African statements. Uh, really cool. His family's very entrepreneurial. They built like chalets, which is like places to stay and like yeah. very cool. So. He's like, you're leaving to America. And I didn't tell my mom I was leaving. I didn't tell my mom I was coming with. I actually surprised her on the plane. I wore a wig. I hid in the airport, like waiting for the plane to board. And then I like jumped on and took the wig off. They didn't actually pull me aside. I thought like the security were like, hey man, why are you wearing a wig, dude? This is my <laughs> personal like, preference. He's just a ginger doing okay? like, ginger things. This is, this is me being me. Back then we didn't have the, you know, like identify as a person who loves to wear a wig or whatever, you know, Long story short, so I show up on the plane. She's bawling, crying. But I remember thinking back, like on that flight, like man, I went to my friend buddy's, my buddy Warren's house, and sat there and burnt like half my artworks, and then donated half of them to like a little museum downtown. Um, and the ones that I and I burned my stuff, like I burned everything. Like I just got rid of all the personal possessions I had, uh, except for like one or two small things. You know, like, I'm gonna just be honest with you. That seems real dramatic. It was crazy. <laughs> But but I learned a lot in that moment. Like get like if you want to reset your life, like it's okay to just start and get like stay, you know, stay I, I still agree with like family being glass and everything else rubber balls. Like you don't want to break your family because it's hard to rebuild it. But you can rebuild business, you can rebuild investments, you can re they can bounce back. Stuff. Stuff. But when you when you when I got rid of that, like I almost became a new person. Yeah. And so the Daniel in South Africa like stayed like stayed there and the Daniel James that was in in the US had to work through some new things and like um some of those artworks were controversial too. So back then I was a little bit more arrogant. So I apologize now. <laughs> <laughs> I made an artwork about a political piece and it was epic. Um I could show it to you on my phone afterwards, but it was 
the current president with like he had his hand over like a holding the like a puppet of the policeman back then Jackie Celebi and Jacob Zuma was the president and he had a nose that was long like Pinocchio and there was like a donut around his nose and then out of his jacket was coming soldiers and like money and then beneath him was the youth minister um Julius Malema they all caused chaos for our country pulling his tie and money was falling out and then behind him was like this big newspaper it said truth 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 and then inside it said lies 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 and then like South African image was coming the South African map was out of that and I had a lot of like guys who were like I'll buy that from you or I'll take that and I was like if this is on someone's wall and yes the president back then he he took money and like renovated his his house and called it home improvements like swimming pool was made for fires to extinguish fires but no it was a swimming pool like no you're not using it to extinguish fires bro you're like <laughs> using our tax money to build a mansion so so you so, didn't want somebody to put that on their wall and then someone to show up and maybe take them out like the it it could be so it can be so intense in south africa in that way but then there's also like no red tape so it's super amazing like but the, i think the story there and this is this is yeah. probably the most important piece of what you said was a lot of what stops people from taking the leap into entrepreneurship, especially if you're an entrepreneur, mm. is you have so much of your identities wrapped up in the status of the car, the house, the job, the title, the whatever, mm -hmm. that you're afraid to go do that. And you would rather just stay suffering doing what you've been doing yeah. versus jumping out into yeah. doing the thing that you're really called to do. And as soon as you can let go of that and know mm. that like, no matter what happens... I, my wife and my kids, we can move into yeah. a freaking two-bedroom apartment exactly, and we'd be totally fine. It's the Lion King story, right? Like he leaves the tribe. Right. And then he comes back. Right. You know, and it's kind of cool. Like, so always remember that. I think, you know, just venture out. But dude, this podcast is awesome. I'm getting goosebumps, so it's really cold. I don't what's, know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's, um, <laughs> I'm always interested in this question as we kind of wrap okay. this up. But what what's keeping you awake at night right now as an entrepreneur, given like... Everything that's happened in the market, the economy, presidential election coming up. Okay. Just your business in general. Such a good question. Just give me a minute. Yeah. Um, could, it could also be positive too. It could be excitement, right? It doesn't yeah. always have to be negative. Exactly. No, I, I would say uh, ultimately, ultimately, like for me, what's keeping me up at night is I'm kind of so over the pol politics stuff, but I really am excited about um, the utilities of AI and the innovation that's spurring out of it, like the computer Y2K age. Uh, and so we're in that new age where it's like now, okay, now computers have elevated to the next level. And it's not going to... I think essentially what keeps me up about it is actually the excitement because I'm not afraid of... And I don't think people need to be afraid. Like that's just walk. Don't don't accept that type of fear. You you can leverage yourself into an opportunity within AI. I don't think it's going to be that. It could be that rapid. I don't know. We're always afraid of what we don't know. Don't know. Yeah. But here's my challenge to you: take like ten percent of your day and start learning, and just start embracing and start saying, "Well, okay, this tool sucks. I don't really like that one." Or this is going to take too long to plug in like ChatGPT into Zapier and then do my email, like debriefs and stuff. But maybe I can use like another tool like Resemble AI and do all my recordings. I just, I strongly think that if it gives you a 10% or 20% elevation in your productivity, at least use that, but don't get sucked in too deep. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's what keeps me up at night. And I that's, that's good. I always called that the, that. the, uh, like the playground mindset, you know, when you're yeah. a kid and you like go, you're the playground for the very first time. Oh yeah. And uh, you see all these kids are like playing this game, you know, you don't know what they're playing, but they're having just the best time. Mm. So you just sit there and you just study what's happening. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of step one. Like people don't even, all the stuff you just named off, I bet, guarantee most people listen to this podcast have no idea what resembled that AI. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Chat DPT, oh, you named off Zapier. Descript and the, Descript, yeah. yeah you named a few Zapier. of them, yeah. So step one is just, just like, go get learning. familiar with what's out there. And there's then a the, book actually, yeah. And then go talk to somebody who knows, like Daniel, right? Sure. Or, or me, right? Of like, hey, yeah. how do you play the game? Yeah. And you play the game and guess what? You're going to suck at it first. Oh, yeah. But like there's the so excitement true. and learning about it. Like first time you get onto some new game, right? You get excited about it. Yeah. And then eventually after you play the game enough, you understand how it works. But simply just not doing it, mm -hmm. right? Will you'll become obsolete? Yeah, and I think that's like the the game, right? Like you can't fully build a website on AI. Like 
trust me we've tried and uh, <laughs> just to just to just to challenge it like See if we this used, can replace me yeah, yeah we used two platforms to to try that and uh there was a uh, Anyways, you can't do it just yet, but I I can see a future where some really crazy stuff's happening. Um, and just having the skill, right? Because yeah. people, a lot of time, like prompting the skill is people are paying to get their time back, mm-hmm. right? So if you know how to use the tool and I can charge you yeah. whatever, $5,000 to do something that maybe takes me a couple prompts yeah. in 30 minutes. Yeah. One that's really cool, I mean, imagine this because all of us use email is like, you can set it up to where it like, we'll, we'll bring up draft emails and then it will like, you can summarize and then so your day starts with like a summary and oh. then and then there's drafts written so you could say okay no i like that draft send it yeah and then um so i'm still experimenting and then another one i like you guys to use is like this it's called the bing one bing okay so bing has a has the app and in the app there's the chat but the chat actually speaks back and forth with you oh wow so it doesn't just read like i, I like to verbally like i've even done a counseling session so i was with my wife i was like babe check this out so I'm like, uh, help me with some advice. Uh, I'm feeling down today, all the stuff. And like, I need some, my, my, my love language is affirmations. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, you're not feeling. And my wife's like, I'll never say that to you. It's <laughs> like, sorry to hear that. Like, well, you could do this, this, and this. And 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 then that, like, I kept going down the Conversation, thread, yeah, you know? it's crazy. It's so crazy. And so my wife was like, almost elbowing me, like, this you're is stupid. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> So be careful. Don't fall in love with this stuff. You can get a little wacky in that. What uh, What do you think yeah. the difference is between entrepreneurs who are successful mm. and those who give up, quit, or maybe even never get started? I mean, it's simply, it's honestly just a mental thing. Like children are so good for this. Um, children will really expand your mental capacity and everything and really make you think. And I think it's it's literally the... How much self-talk are you giving yourself to get through the day and shut off? You need to shut off as much of the stuff around that and stay on your vision path. It's it's okay to like look at other people's social media and stuff. But in my mind, I think those are the successful entrepreneurs. Like let's like if you take Dave Ramsey or Alex Ramosi or Uncle Elon, how much of the outside noise are they like really paying attention to? Like minute. Very, very little. He, I mean, I bet you like, Elon Musk gets most of his knowledge from the podcast or like the the news from different people. Or just his own original thought. Yeah. And so he's able to control those thoughts and and, and apply because like our brains are valuable more than ever. Like, how, like I don't know if you experienced this, but your brain kind of hits limits and then you got to kind of expand it again and, and decide. Par- paradigm shifting. Yeah. Right? So Looking at the world from a different perspective. I'm just learning that. It's a, it's a challenge. Yeah. I think those those people are successful. Just the resiliency. Like if you can build resiliency, man, like just pour into yourself. Don't let yourself fall to the wayside. Don't like let the let the Lord pick you up. Like let your spirituality like pray and like find like for me it's like I have to find Jesus and I have to find the story of David to like really empower what's going on in our family, you know? Um and it, Yeah, and I think it's, it's just crazy. important that it's your own journey. Yeah. And there's no deadline. No. Like whatever, let's just say yeah. it's a million dollars. When you, when you get yourself. to a million dollars, yeah. Then you're like, how do I get to ten? When you get to ten, yeah. How do I get to a hundred? Yeah, um, for sure. So the the journey is the pursuit. Yeah, and the destination is the pursuit. I think that's important. I love what Jordan Peterson says too, especially for male and female entrepreneurs. But man, it's no one. Not a lot of times do you come home to the. It's hard to understand the entrepreneur too, and to like pour and invest and say so like, hey, well done. Like you crushed it today. Like the only person that's saying that is yourself. Yeah. And like the only other way is if you pull people around you and like build those, those mentorship groups. And, you, yeah, yeah. Your wife might hype you up when you tell her how you did. But. Yeah. 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 If you're like, yeah, like, and you, you really want it from them, but if there's kids to be taken care of, like you got to slow down and realize, Hey, like, like switch. Flip that's gears, why and yeah. that's why it's important to mentors, yeah. other entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. you know, change your circle. If you want to be an entrepreneur, yeah. or if you want to be a successful yeah. entrepreneur, if you're the best entrepreneur in your circle, you're probably mm. in the wrong circle. Yeah. You know, I think that's constantly growing is definitely one of the things that makes mm-hmm. great entrepreneurs. And realizing everyone struggles, man. Yeah. Yeah. And contentment, like be happy with the things that you have. Like, um, I can't change my ginger hair, but I love it. Like I got to be happy with it. Right? Got a nice flow <laughs> so, going. So, yeah. <laughs> like just realize like you have cool stuff about you that that will make you kind of elevate. So 100% so embrace mm-hmm. that.
Yeah. All right, here's your opportunity to shameless plug your business. How do people, uh, if they, they identified with your story, they want to see what you're up to, sure. they want to learn more about your business, cool. what are the ways they can do that? Okay, so you can check out the website djm.design uh, and there we have lots of, lots of stuff happening on there. We've got a workshop coming up that'll co- kind of run continuously on AI, uh, live chat in there. Uh, and then there's also uh, events that I get part of. So you just contact us and hang out and see what we're about. We really focus on an experience and the membership style of an agency. And yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to pour into you and see what you're up to. So yeah, thank you. Thanks. We'll drop that in the notes. And uh, guys, you you heard it here. I mean, I think embracing just who you are uniquely that Mm -hmm. God has made you to be on your journey. Uh, Obviously, Daniel's a redheaded ginger from (laughs) South Africa and he plays into that a lot, but it's also just who he is. You know, it's like, uh, hopefully that came out on the podcast of just, you know, the your quirks are what make you cool. You know, oh, I that's have why, to, man. That's why I like hanging around, hanging around <laughs> you, man. It's just you're just yourself with your, yeah. you know, pink exactly. parrots and, and cheetahs, and cheetahs yeah. on your shirt. For sure, um, man. Let's go. And part of being an entrepreneur <laughs> is the willingness to just step out on your own mm. and and say, hey, stake your flag in the ground of like, here I am. Nobody mm. else is responsible for me. Expose I'm yourself. I'm my own. Dude. You really expose yourself. Yeah. And so if yeah. you're listening to this and that's you, hopefully this made some impact on you. And uh, until next time... Thanks for listening. Cool. Thanks, guys. Have fun.